welcome to Show Me Your Mic, the podcast that's about podcasting, where I talk to other podcasters about their podcasts and try to say podcasts as many times as I can. You can find it online at goodstuff.fm slash smym or on Twitter at smym underscore fm. I'm your host, Chris Enns, and for this episode, I've got Darren Moser, host of Earl Grey, a podcast that talks about tea, not really, Star Trek, the next generation, actually, and it's over on the trek.fm network, so we spend a bit of time talking about running a podcast, running a podcast on a network, working with co-hosts, building community, where where's the best place to build community, and basic idea of just getting out there, starting recording a show, and who knows where you might end up. So enjoy my conversation with Darren. And this is not your first time on the show. This is not your first rodeo. You were back on, uh, I think, episode Episode four. four. Yeah. Yeah. Back in March 2013. It's been a little while. Way back when I, before I even knew if this show was going to continue on or not. And where I'd say, I'd say it has. Yeah. (laughs) But you've obviously, uh, I forget um, how many episodes you were at back then. I think you were just getting started, right? With your show. Yeah. With my show, I think I was about a third away through it it's gone through a couple of incarnations and i think we ended up around 50 some odd episodes when uh when i finally put that to pasture and like all good podcasts you know they have their season and sometimes they change format and and sometimes uh you change topic but uh when it's time to move on to something else i think that's a good thing to do is not cling to things uh because everything has its time so you should you shouldn't cling on to things that you're to make a Star Trek pun. Yes, yeah, there you, you should cling on. Clinging on is is they're the bad guys. I know Kyle Roderick, if he's listening, would be thinking that, so I had to say it. So <laughs> <laughs> he's the pun master here. Good stuff. Um, yeah, and it's it's uh, looking at so Trek FM is the site. So if you're listening, you want to go check it out. That's where you can go check out where the podcast is. Now these there's a. Whoa, like a whole bunch. Um. Yeah, we have about 12 active or 13 or so active shows right now. And they span from general shows like The Ready Room, which talks about all the different series. We have a specific show dedicated to each series. Now, we're not really as into puns, but we really like our, you know, weird titles and like inside jokes, as it were. So each of the main series shows, their title is based off something from that show. So it's not just the, you know, the Kirk show or the Picard show Uh, going through the main five. We have Standard Orbit, which is, you know, the original series. We have Earl Grey, which is our show, which is based off the next generation, based off of Picard's T. We have the Orb, which is based off of Deep Space Nine. That's their mystical religious artifacts. To the Journey is a popular saying in Voyager. And Warp 5, which is what the ship was capable of uh, in the uh, Enterprise podcast. Uh, mixed in, we have you know, Axanar talking about that Kickstarter project. Women at Warp, brand new to the network. Uh, great show. Continuing Mission, where we talk about uh, fan productions. 602 Club, where all of us talk about not Star Trek. And we just kind of <laughs> enjoy a different topic once in a while. And there's just there's so many different... Uh, aspects of Trek FM. It's it's a great family, and it's it's been going pretty strong. Nice. That's uh, yeah. There's that's explains a lot. Looking at the show, like I'm, I'm 
I'm familiar with. I watched the Next Generation when it aired, more or less, and watched. I've seen most of the movies, but and some of the series afterwards, but didn't follow every single episode or, or get too far down the rabbit hole of um, Star Trek that way. But um, definitely can appreciate the fun and excitement and and just geeky fun of Star Trek. And um, so, but your show specifically that you do is the Earl Grey one, which is the Next Generation show, correct? And that's the one that's now ninety three episodes in. Right. And tell me We're a bit not about the oldest show, but it's but we do have quite a long run. Yeah. Yeah, actually when we were launching it, they only had one or two other shows on. They had The Orb already was there uh because Chris the uh, founder of the network, uh Christopher Jones, he he did the uh the DS9 podcast and then To the Journey was already there. So they're the only two series shows that are actually been out longer than we are. And back when I was doing uh, the Dr. Sci-Fi show, I did a Trek podcast month where every week for one month I interviewed hosts from other Star Trek podcasts. Uh, and that's got me in touch with Chris and, you know, we we hit it off. And then a couple months later, he sent me a message saying, hey, we're thinking of launching, you know, the next sequence in our, you know, we've been wanting to to do a next gen show, but we're looking for the right people. Would you be interested? And we're actually a three co-host show so quite a big, uh, big, big crew with uh, Daniel Prue, Philip Gilfus, and myself, and so we launched that uh, in September of 2013. Uh, so yeah, so one podcast uh, just transitioned right into the other. Nice. And and how does one go about um, talking? What's the premise, I guess, for the series that you're doing, the podcast that you're doing about this? So we, we specifically state in, in Trek FM that we're not an episode review show. So it's not, oh, well, this week we're going to be talking about this episode. And this, I mean, yes, there are hundreds of episodes of Star Trek, but we wanted to talk about much more. And it really says something to the, the lasting power of this series that we can we can have an entire network of shows talking about things that have been off the air for over 10 years since uh, Enterprise went off the air. And so we talk about, we'll talk about characters. Uh, we actually kind of have our own trends. Like I, I kind of usually go more with the technology or ship type episodes. Philip usually goes more with philosophy or relationships. And Daniel really likes like season or episode review or commentaries. So we will do commentaries occasionally on on shows like a like a riff track where we, you know, you watch it on Netflix while we talk. But those are those are few and far between. But there's just it's been fun with the three of us because we're we all like Trek in slightly different ways. We all bring something different to the table. So and because we rotate hosting duties, so every three weeks I have to come up with a topic. So it's way easier on my mind and my schedule. It's not like every week coming up with something to talk about. And we spreadsheet it and, and have a running uh, Google Doc that we all plug things into. So we actually, I think, so we just finished episode 93, but we're planned out through 103, roughly. Uh, just, you know, we, we move things around, you know, some, from time to time, but, but yeah, it's, we just talk about anything and everything. And, uh, even if it's, I, I've been amazed at the smallest topics I've picked that we've been able to talk for a whole hour about. And it, just because there's three of us and we all have our different, you know, point of view and, and yeah, but with 90, 93 episodes, we've, we've added, you know, our own, uh, you know, our own inside jokes, you know, our own, you know, just kind of flavor to it. 
but it's a lot of fun. We we like to feel we're we're one of the more fun podcasts. You know, we definitely have a good time. We laugh a lot. We make a lot of jokes. Uh, you know, it's I, mean, I wouldn't say it's a comedy podcast, but we definitely relish and and really enjoy talking about Star Trek, talking about it at this level where you don't really have to explain, okay, well, what's a warp drive? What's this? You're already at this kind of invested level where you can just go. And that's not for everybody. I mean, I'm sure there's people who are just getting into Star Trek, maybe discovering it now that's on, on Netflix or on the Blu-rays and, you know, listening, you know, to our show might be like, okay, well, I don't understand that part, but maybe I'll eventually get to that episode. But we, we always constantly have people who are saying, yep, I just started, you know, episode one of Earl Grey and I'm churning through and we're like, okay, good luck to you. Cause there's a lot to, uh, a lot to absorb. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And it's, that, it's an interesting idea of having three co-hosts that, you know, where you rotate through. Cause that definitely is, as any podcaster knows, it's tough just keeping going week after week after week. And, um, often co-hosts are tend to be people you bring in who are interested in the topic, but maybe not able to d- devote time to at least maybe this is just my my past or whatever of co-hosts where they're sort of brought on as as someone to talk with about it, but they don't have any interest maybe in organizing or recording or you know any of the, the sort of podcasty stuff. Just want to be the talking head, which is fine and good, um, but it does then leave a lot of the extra weight of producing the show on one person so that's a great way of doing it and uh and i noticed in the, the few episodes i i listened to you kind of like refer to as who's in the captain's chair for that episode. right Is that that's how? our opening gig when we start whoever's leading the topics in the captain's chair and then the other people are at random positions usually it's a, a thinly veiled allegory to what the topic's going to be and we only our most diehard fans can sort through that and figure out what we're talking about before we drop the topic within the first minute. But yeah, it's so I'm I'm the producer editor of of the show, uh, having the one you know being the one with the experience of editing and, and podcasting. So yeah, so we we double end record. Everyone does. Uh, I think uh, Philip uses uh, Audacity on his on his PC and Daniel uses GarageBand on his Mac and I use GarageBand on mine and we all record our own parts. And then I edit those together in uh, the same, let's see, what did I use? Uh, Soundtrack Pro. I have a copy of that. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is, again, not the most common of, of uh, software, but I like the um, the noise gate. Oh, my gosh, the noise gate saves me so much. <laughs> I love noise gates. Uh, but yeah, so I edit that all together. And we record Monday nights and our show drops Tuesday the following week. So I have about a week to to put it together. Uh, but we all pitch in. I mean, everyone's putting together topic ideas. Uh, they help out with the uh, the episode synopsis, like writing out like this whole paragraph for each show, uh, you know, suggesting episode titles, uh, working on gathering, you know, the the cover art. So we all do work together and that does help uh, spread the load. We've actually just started adding other people on the in the network as a whole that help double check things, make sure you know things are are correct. So when I'm producing something, usually when I finish you know with the creation of the web page or whatever, it will go through someone else who does the actual posting, who just you know make sure everything's right. Especially with so many shows going out every week, you know, just that extra uh, extra set of eyes often helps a lot. Yeah, definitely. And and within uh, I know like you're not. You know, running the network, but you're obviously a part of the the right. Trek.fm network. And um, 
maybe just talk a bit about that as far as building this. Like, it's a pretty niche thing in its own right to be a podcast mm. about Star Trek, but then to have a network full of podcasts about Star Trek, obviously, it's kind of like can be either the smartest thing in the world or, or the worst idea in the world. Like you, you obviously can only attract folks who are interested in Star Trek, but I think that's brilliant and good. And, um, but talk about how it, it has worked building this community around that sort of niche topic that, um, that you guys all bring to the table. Yeah. And this is the time we live in this time of the niche where, you know, it's often if, if your topic has enough legs, even if it's, you know, I mean, there's there's podcasts like The Pen Attic. It's about pens. It's, you know, and, and that, I mean, you're talking niche, you know, I mean, that's not my cup of tea. Mine's more old gray. But, uh, but yeah, so it's it's really been amazing watching Trek FM grow over the last two years and such. And it's been around, you know, longer than than I've been there. But, but yeah, but Christopher Jones, you know, founded it and, you know, was basically the host on every show that was in it. And as it grew, you know, was able to add uh, other people. And, but now we've really worked at engaging with the community. So we have a closed Facebook group called the Babel Conference, which is based off of an original series event uh, where dignitaries got together. So that's kind of our open chat where we're always talking about Star Trek and just, getting people's opinions and posting when the episodes go live. And that's really been a, uh, a, a great source. You know, this, it, it, we used to have forums on the old site, but they just, people just didn't really go to them as much. So Facebook is definitely a great substitute for that. And we have a Patreon as well now that helps support uh, the, all the services like the Squarespace and the Libsyn and, all of that, because again, you're you're creating hundreds of, of megabytes of content every week, and it's got to, you know, Chris is always a really focused on making sure it downloads well, it sounds good, you know, we're not compressing the file too much to save space, we, you know, it, it's got to get out every week and uh, and and reach all these people. Uh, so, you know, he's built a lot of great framework uh, for that. But but it's a lot of fun. And again, I think that's part of the staying power is it's fun. We all enjoy this. You know, it's obviously, it's not our jobs. It's something we do on top of our daily lives. But, uh, you know, we love Star Trek. Even, you know, we all have our favorites, but usually there's a little bit of crossover, you know, to actually we've had other episodes where we've invited hosts from the other shows when, when we have a character that might be in both shows. And we say, oh, let's talk about, you know, Q, who was on Voyager and Next Gen, you know, and then we can talk about the character on different aspects and just do fun things like that, you know. I mean, Star Trek had crossovers. Why can't we? So. <laughs> right, exactly. That's, and that's awesome. I think um, I want to touch on actually the, the Facebook idea, and it's something mm -hmm. that's as using that as for your group thing, which um, in, in sometimes in tech circles anyways, the, and maybe it's just the circles, the people I follow or whatever, Facebook gets this kind of bad rap for being, you know, stealing your privacy and, and stealing all your information, all that kind of stuff, which is probably true. But then it doesn't get used because of that for things like groups, which I've, I'm just looking at your, the trek.fm group, the discussion group, which is nice. Like it's just linked off your, the main homepage and as discussion, and then it takes you right to the group and you have to request to join it, like you said. Right. But you've got 650 some members of a group who are just, Again, I keep I keep saying this as if it's disparaging, and it's really not. But I, no, like, I know. it's a niche thing that is is like really, but really cool. And so, um, 
where I know, and I know often folks in the past, other podcasts I've seen will try and start up a discussion group, like you said, you know, build it in some software, use something right. that's already out there, and avoid using something like Facebook or, or a Google Plus group, I guess, if Google keeps it around. But, <laughs> um, and, but it's interesting that something like that did take off, obviously, and works way better than the built-in, or sorry, building your own uh, discussion form and is it is it something where like just for example I guess are you posting mm-hmm. you'd post a new episode I, I'm not a member I guess so I can't see but right. like you you post a new episode and then there'd be a discussion about an episode or is it kind of just a free form discussion that sort of goes alongside the the podcast network I'd say both so like our episode we, we just dropped episode 93 for Earl Grey and we actually have you know fans who will post it on the Facebook I don't even have to to do that they that's just Oh, you're we have this the one, dream, then. yeah, this one fan, and she's like, "Hey, I, I love. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the one. If I wanted to, I couldn't, because by the time I look at it, it's already posted." But, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, so people will post, you know, the album artwork and the link uh, and the synopsis and such for the episode, and then yeah, people will talk about it below. You know, some will get way more traction because it's a popular topic, or people just enjoy it, or some won't. But then there's also, uh, you know, we'll just talk about, you know. Uh, art that was found or, you know, other things that are going on with Kickstarters in Star Trek right now or just anything. It's just, it's a safe group where people can talk again, like I was saying, on that level where it's, you're surrounded by people who get why you like this. You don't, you can right out of the gate, just start talking. You don't have to explain, well, this is why I like Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Well, because everybody likes Star Trek who's in this group, you know, and, and yeah, and Facebook's worked really well for that yeah and that's i think like i was saying it gets gets that ability to just like not worry that you're going to say i i love the episode with Riker doing blah blah blah, and someone's going to make fun of you for that or something like as if that would happen or whatever i mean within the context of (laughs) star trek liking star trek you might poke fun and there's so much star trek we all forget names we forget episode titles there's like there's like 700 something total episodes (laughs) in the entire i mean it's crazy it's it's there's so much but you know we just we you just dive in and, and I mean, even when we're recording our own show, we'll be like, I mean, Daniel has a little bit of a trouble with his Q episodes because it's, they all have a Q in the title and it's all quirky, but that doesn't really help you remember which one was which. And we're like, oh, I don't remember. And then, you know, there's great online sources like Memory Alpha, which is a great Star Trek site that's basically a Star Trek wiki and it has just all sorts of information. So we're constantly referencing that, you know, for behind the scenes information for episode titles and who directed what and what, you know, because we're, again, we're trying to go a little bit deeper than just, oh, this is our opinion on this episode. You know, I mean, those shows, those are great and they have their place, but we just, and, and again, it's the, it's the great experiment that it's still, (laughs) it's still working, you know, 93 episodes in where uh, we can just come up with, Sometimes the most random topics, again, I'll use an example. Uh, the, I was the host for, or the lead host for this last one, uh, Portside Rules, Starboard Drools. And again, we we love our crazy titles that almost have nothing to do with the episode, but <laughs> usually it'll be a, a throwaway line or something that happened in the episode. But then this one, I talked about uh, single-use sets. So sets that you only saw in one episode or... And so it's like, oh, like a torpedo room is only in one episode. And we're like, oh, well, that would have been cool to see lit more. But how did they design it? Did they redress another part of the set or did they build it from scratch? And we, I, you know, I listed about five or six 
options and we talked for an hour 10 about it. Like I, I I'm boggled <laughs> still that that actually happened, but, it, and it was a fun conversation. And so our, our, the, as far as the title goes, we were joking about this kind of pseudo rivalry inside the ship and like, Oh, what if port side is all like, you're like a sports team and they're against the starboard side and they're like, our side's better. We got the better services and we have this room and we have that room. And, you know, they meet in the, in the lounge and they have, you know, uh, arm wrestling competitions or something. So again, it was just a fun, we're just cracking up, you know, making ourselves laugh and then, and then you get a fun episode title out of it. Yeah, definitely. And that's, um, I was just <laughs> looking because now that we've talked about it so much i was looking to see and and unfortunately netflix in canada doesn't have any of the star trek stuff right now i don't think i could be wrong i didn't want to get distracted too far down the rabbit hole here of, of uh going back but i know i had a friend uh in in high school who went back after the sh- or i guess it was after high school but went back and was re-watching every single episode of next generation so how many times have you seen the series or- oh man it's hard to it's hard to count. I mean, they just have re-released uh, them all in DVD or sorry, on Blu-ray, right. and it looks amazing. It looks, I mean, it's incredible the restoration they did. Be that's one of the benefits of it was all shot on film. So to do a film transfer to uh, uh, to uh, to Blu-ray was it, it just looks amazing. Yeah, and so, but I'll actually usually watch it more on Netflix just because it's easier to queue up. Uh, to just pop, you know, over to an episode that I want to watch, and uh, but we we'll, we'll constantly do rewatches. I know Daniel and, and Philip are currently on a on a Trek rewatch, you know, where they just go from start to finish and uh, and rewatch all hundred and <laughs> oh gosh, I think there's a hundred and I want to say seventy eight, but that doesn't quite sound right. There's a, there's a lot. There's yeah. a, there's over a hundred. <laughs> Uh, seven seasons and this is back when you made like 26 episodes a season i mean they were cranking these out yeah so there is a there is a lot from uh 80 uh 87 to 93 uh, there's that documentary a bit of a rabbit trouble there's that documentary on netflix uh, canada anyways probably in the u.s as well on on showrunners and people hmm. who help produce a show tv show and and just seeing a bit of the behind the scenes look at a show um i forget what some of the shows that are referenced but anyways the um you know, thinking of just producing even a hour long series for 13 episodes, which is fairly common these days. Right. Uh, but yeah, thinking like double that for Star Trek with all the intricate details and sets and special uh, effects. Special effects, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. And, and then keeping the storyline happy minute. for, for uh, oh, yeah. Trekkies who are, you know, going to critique this later, obviously, and knowing that they have to be very as close to detail as possible, and <laughs> but in a hurry. <laughs> Well, and, and Star Trek, you know, at least with Next Gen, I mean, it was sold for syndication rights. So it wasn't like always on a certain channel. It was on whatever channel picked it up in your area, which helped it spread, you know, all over. Uh, yeah, but it, it, I mean, the the amount of things you had to do to produce a weekly episode, I mean, they were, again, they were just working very, very hard, making a lot of episodes uh, really fast. And I mean, nowadays you get, you know, it's just totally, it's much more serialized now where you have, you know, there's these great giant story arcs that span a series, you know, it, it, that wasn't really the case back in the, in the late eighties and early nineties. You could watch, I, I would usually say you could watch any episode in a certain season in almost any order, but between seasons would, when they would have like maybe a costume would change a little bit or, or a character would come or go. So, 
But yeah, you could, which maybe makes it easier to get into because you don't literally have to start with season season one to season seven. You can pick some of the good ones and then kind of just go back and, and find, uh, and find what you what you're missing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so bring it back to the podcasting. The mm-hmm. the the network, and and again, I don't know where your duties cross with the sort of network management stuff. But you mentioned you're using Squarespace as the platform for the network. You have right. SoundCloud embeds for players, if I'm looking correctly, yes. and then also hosting on Libsyn um, for the media files. You know, longer term, I guess, or whatever for iTunes, etc. Um, how is that all? Working as a network platform, does it, as opposed to, I think before you probably had something on your own, right? If I'm not mistaken, I'm trying to remember what you used to use for your yeah, own Yeah, I used, uh, I used Libsyn for the Dr. Sci-Fi show, and then I also use Squarespace to host more like just the show notes. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of pages uh, to, to update each week. But yeah, so Squarespace is the, the site, which uh, has, um, you know, the directory, all the different uh, the different shows, the the player that comes with Squarespace or yeah, with Squarespace is using the um, the embedded URL from uh, Libsyn. So that way, whenever you play it, it's you know counting as a play or whatever uh, back f- through Libsyn. So Libsyn's the main that that holds the file, right? Uh, and you know the we have a number uh, numbering scheme and a naming scheme for all the files. They're really specific. To make sure nothing, you know, because you're talking about tons of media. And a lot of this comes from this when we had Squarespace 5, uh, which the site originally was, and then it upgraded to 6 and got way easier. Uh, So, yeah, but Libsyn holds holds that. Uh, We post to Spreaker as well, which I think reaches like the Android or or Windows phone kind of corner. Uh, And then and then SoundCloud is, you know, the we use that more as the embedded player uh, to to listen. You know, if you want to just go to the site or embed it on your Facebook or or somewhere, and we get some lists. So there's lots of different ways to to listen to the show. Uh, we also have a master feed, which is every episode goes into that. So if you listen to the majority of uh, Trek FM and you just want to have one subscription, you can go to that. And some extra things get posted to that one, such as. We might have a, a Patreon roundtable or an extra message from Chris, and so that'll go into the uh, the master feed. Uh, but yeah, so there's just lots of updating. Probably the the bane of my existence is the fact that <laughs> in uh, Squarespace you cannot duplicate a post. Oh I, right. Uh, in the blog, so literally every episode I'm recreating the format from scratch every time. So right. Uh, but you know, but it it looks consistent. It works well. We use the um, you know the the summary blocks and things. You know, I think it, the site looks great. I mean, Chris did a really good job in in designing it and infusing some extra code into it to make it custom and and look really good. Uh, and yeah, you can. It's when you go to any of the episode directories, you can easily browse. You know almost a hundred episodes fairly quickly. And, and the album art's great. It's, it looks bright and it's, uh, engaging hopefully and, and helps, uh, helps you sort, sort through We're that's something we're still working on, on what are some extra ways, especially as a lot of our shows are like starting to hit a hundred episodes. What are some extra ways we can categorize or provide summary tags or things like that? So if someone wanted to say, look at all of your ship episodes, 
you know, make a way that they yeah. can do that. Uh, because that, I think that's the next big phase we're going to enter in, in, in Trek FM is just, uh, the re the replayability. Um, you know, what, how do you, how do you make it not this daunting 93 episode, <laughs> you know, task? I mean, that's almost as, you know, many episodes as there was, you know, in Star Trek and that's a lot to, yeah. to, to, to go through. Yeah. And that's, uh, I know a continuing struggle too here at Good Stuff too is that, both like discoverability for people who want to go back and find individual episodes, but then cross promoting other shows that are also, you know, whether it's mm-hmm. Apple or whatever, a TV series or something that you're talking about and cross referencing that. Cause there's probably beyond the episodes you've been on <laughs> on show me your mic. There's probably other episodes on the network that right. have talked Star Trek. And so be, if someone was finding this, that'd be good to link them to that one as well. If they're, and we do have a, uh, a page on iTunes where one of their featured, networks uh so because again we have so many freaking shows <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so yeah you can go i'm not sure where it is exactly in, in itunes but the when they have their that one page where it has maybe about two three dozen series shows uh there's one for for trek fm and we have certain ones that are listed like all our larry nemekek shows who was a, a a reoccurring guest on a lot of our episodes and uh, or there's ones that are all the episode commentaries. So we're able to break those down uh, in that way. So it lists that, which again is is helpful on iTunes. But again, I think I, I personally, I'd like to try to add some of that back into the the main website uh, again, where you can learn a little bit more about us and, and just find, you know, if something strikes your fancy, we want to be able, you to be able to find what you want to listen to, be it, you know, ships or, commentaries or because uh, again there's there's probably about 15 or so general topics we talk about uh we we keep track of that in our in our spreadsheet so you know whether it's a commentary philosophy a book a season review an episode review a character review games things like that uh but yeah so it's there's again it's you're now starting to get into to data management because there's just so much to uh to sort through but but it's but it's a lot of fun yeah and that's i think something people may don't don't recognize or don't think about it's hard to imagine fathom when you first start out setting up a site and then maybe you add one show to your existing show and you're sort of building and and all of a sudden before you know it like you guys you have 12 shows or whatever and and then all of a sudden you're like okay we got all this it's the hosting of the files you know all that kind of stuff which i've talked about on previous episodes show me like too is just an ongoing sort of struggle and 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 uh, financial burden at times, but uh, is part of the fun too. And for folks who right. don't realize, maybe um, when you do have a network of sorts or whatever, a site that hosts a bunch of shows in one location, um, and you can apply to Apple for that sort of show page or, or network page, right. sorry. And with those, that comes uh, additional tools of customizing that page. So it's not Apple. There's a bit of predefined, obviously, stuff that Apple requires you to have on that page. But you can put in tags and categories and, and list shows in different ways on your sort of network homepage as well as customize the look of each show's um, shows page itself. So not just your network page, but also the show page, which is nice. And... Um, allows you to sort of differentiate like the Trek FM's page on iTunes looks great. It keeps within right. the brand of your, the network. You uh, submit a couple bits of extra artwork, just making it look really good. It's, it's definitely much more than just the album art that you normally submit. Yeah, exactly. And so it can help with 
again, like you're saying, with discovery and, and things like that. And that's something we've been, you know, doing as well is just like making sure that our iTunes pages look brand appropriate, keeping mm-hmm. the color palette and all that kind of stuff. And it's a little things, but it definitely, I would say, helps sort of keep, like it, it, you can tell that you're on a good stuff or Trek FM page as opposed to, well, you're, you can tell you're on a good stuff right. page as opposed to a Trek FM page or whatever. And uh, Well, and like all of our album art has a Trek FM branding at the top and it has a similar style. So yeah, you, you should be able to look at all of our shows next to each other and kind of feel like, oh, okay, these kind of belong together like a set. You know, they shouldn't feel completely disjointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And all those things, those little things, I think anyways, uh, from time to time allow for the <laughs> the gods at Apple to bless you with being featured or whatever. If you sort of follow like, along with Like, oh, your- this looks good. I think we'll, we'll, we'll raise this up a cloud yeah, or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> and there's certainly people who are like, you know, the Mark Marins or whatever nerdist of the world who get featured no matter what their site looks like and, you know, right. it doesn't matter. But, but yeah, like on and iTunes Canada, at least, and, and, uh, and I would assume in the States, I think you mentioned that, where they have their featured collections and Trek, um, or sorry, featured providers, Trek FM right. is listed there right alongside like Twit and the NHL network and, you know, big sites like that so right yeah, right there you listed three three different uh, niches right there you yeah. know tech <laughs> hockey and uh, and star trek so exactly there's no reason why it is kind of funny culturally that hockey well maybe because i'm in canada <laughs> i should say <laughs> clarify that hockey it isn't it's seen as this big is this niche it's seen as like this acceptable genre but something like star trek which is just the same you're discussing the intricacies of a episode of entertainment <laughs> on different levels anyways we won't devolve into a hockey podcast. Um, some of the stuff you talked about, what, what kind of gear and stuff are you using these days to record your shows with, with your guests or your co-hosts, I guess, right? Yeah, I use, I'm pretty much using the exact same setup I was before. So I'm still using my blue snowball and uh, my other two co-hosts both have blue Yetis. Uh, and uh, like I said, uh, I think Philip uses Audacity and Daniel uses GarageBand. Uh, for recording for their their end, uh, I still route. Uh, we we chat using um, a Google uh, Hangout, so I'm able to set up in uh, in Google Plus. You can set up um, events that are Hangout only, so I kind of will front load about three or so of those uh, at a time as as we're figuring out the future and just you know list what the topic's going to be, and then that just pops up on our calendar, and then we join in the Hangout, and then. That way we have, uh, you know, a, a place to go and, and then we all record our own ends uh, to eventually be edited together. But yeah, the blue snowball's working uh, still pretty well. I Probably at some point, we'll, again, we'll uh, upgrade to a, a Yeti like them. But uh, it's, you know, like like someone told me when, you know, you first started, like, just get a good mic and just start. You know, don't yeah. don't always wait until you have the perfect setup because you could be already rolling by then. And, uh, and yeah, and it's still, it's still sounding good, you know, as it's probably more on the editing that we've been making things better as, you know, I've, my skills improved and it's, we've gotten better at editing three streams together. Uh, the way we've compressed the things, I use Levelator a lot to run everything through that before. So we all have nice, loud sound levels to start with. I think that was one of our biggest issues with just different, different sound levels to, to start with. But, uh. Yeah, but it's it's coming together well, and we're uh, people. Yeah, people are enjoying the sound. What um, 
in terms of how you, so everybody records their own end, they do this for the double ender thing. How are you lining things up and, and are you dealing with any sort of time sync issues at all when you do that? Uh, usually the biggest time sinks are on my end because uh, I have a very old computer and so often my garage band will stop and uh, and then I'll have to, I'll mute my chat connection and I'll say like, edit here and then, uh, you know, keep, you know, keep going. So, but again, I'm the editor, so I know where those are. And, uh, but yeah, but no, mostly it stays because of the way we start the show where it's like one of us talking and then introducing the others. It's very easy to line up the waveforms at the very beginning. You know, it's usually, okay, well, here's my big block. And then I talk to Philip and then I talk to Daniel. And, and then once we're at that point, we're within, you know, a, a second or, or so of where the track should be. And then we have, uh, master, I, I have a folder called a uh, master, master takes, which has the intro music, the intro bit, um, the, uh, what's the word, the, the sponsor piece and, and all of that, that we will drop in. And then we, one of the things we have on our Trek FM shows is the previously on Trek FM segment. So every week or so we submit a small clip from our episode, just either something has the title in it or something that's funny or, or something that's kind of within eight or so seconds says what the episode kind of the gist of it. And then we have uh, other people who edit together a, 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 a section that goes through the entire network. And so that way we almost end, we, we end all of our shows with, you know, well, talking about Klingons isn't the only thing we're talking about here on Trek FM. Here's a look at what you may have missed elsewhere on the network. And then it goes right into that segment. And it's a great way for discoverability for uh, listening and being like, Oh, look, uh, you know, usually our episodes were laughing the most cause we're just, we're always laughing at, at, at silly things, but, uh, it's like, Oh, well there, I didn't know there was this podcast and it's a great way if, if you literally just started on a random episode from Earl Grey, you'll now know, Oh, there's other podcasts here. Oh, maybe I should check those out. Oh, this, these guys sound like they're having fun. And, and I think that's been a very wise move by Chris, uh, to put that in every show, uh, to, to help, uh, cross pollinate the network as it were. Yeah. And so is that, that's basically on, uh, like you at the end of your episode, when you're editing, you just go grab a segment and sort of record a bit. Yeah. We use uh base camp for coordinating, uh, like our show notes and all of our, like transferring files and such. And so there's a project that all of the editors are on, uh, called, uh, previously on track of M and then that's where we drop our segments and then that's where they'll drop a, a, a completed one every week or so. And then, so when I'm editing, usually on like Sunday nights, I'll go and grab the most recent one and then drop that into the timeline and then we're good to go. So that's nice that I don't have to piece that together myself. Uh, and we try to update that as much as possible. Uh, it just, uh, you'll, you'll, sometimes you'll have some run a, a couple of weeks just depending if they submit a small clip, but for the most part with it, it refreshes pretty frequently. Yeah. It's a neat way of doing it. Cause it's, it does, you know, when you're, again, you've got that many shows and different editors and stuff involved, it can become kind of frustrating if you're like waiting for someone to send something in. But if it's just kind of a, right. the latest file, you just, yeah. you know, tack it on the end. If you have it, you use it. If not use one week ago and it's not really that bad. Yeah, exactly. And it's cause it's as long as the content that you're putting out is ahead of the other stuff, which right. it should because it's yeah 
space-time continuum issues. <laughs> right. They're never. You're never going to have episode 93 clip in the episode 93 previously on Trek FM. So it's always yeah. <laughs> going to be at least a couple episodes old, and and that and that works out well. Because again, it's it's more for the other shows. You know, we want if you're listening to To the Journey, oh, there's a next gen podcast. I should check that out. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Very cool. And then um, you had mentioned you edit in Sound Track Pro, which is right. And then um, obviously export out of that into MP3 and up to Libsyn, et cetera, like we discussed earlier. Very cool. Um, and and that's that's more of what we do now. It has evolved a lot over the last two years. We used to do an MP3 and a, um, I used to actually edit in GarageBand because we did an enhanced podcast for probably the first... 40, 40, 50 episodes. So that was a lot more work. So we were adding, you know, we were adding chapters. We were adding specific art for each chapter as we talked about a specific thing. So that was significantly more work. Uh, but eventually it just, the, you know, it's, it's great and it's a great enhancement, but it either players aren't supporting it enough or, or just it doesn't really seem to be giving that much of a benefit for the time it takes, you know, to put in. So eventually we just phase that out to doing just an MP3 uh, for for everything. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense and then allows it to just keep going that much quicker probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I think the first time I edited this show, it took me like, I don't even remember how many hours it took me. It took me a long time because I hadn't discovered the magical noise gate yet. So I was literally cutting out all of the dead air in between our talks. And it it took a while. It was yeah. not fun. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, um, what are some, uh, in, in wrapping up, I guess, a bit, what are some of the yeah. podcasts and stuff that you are listening to these days? Well, I also want to list like two or three episodes uh, that were my favorite from uh, from Earl Grey. Oh, sure. That we talked about. Uh, one of our more, our more recent ones, episode eighty-one, the Picard conspiracy, was just was a lot of fun. We basically started talking. You know, science fiction can sound almost very fantastical a lot of times, and so our whole premise was: what if the episode synopsises that are being sent back to like you know Starfleet or whatever make Picard sound like he's crazy? Like this is all in his head. And, you know, it's like, oh, today I beamed down to a planet and had to discover a new language, you know, based on metaphor. And we're like, that sounds crazy to a normal person. Like the stuff you're going through is 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 kind of nuts. So we had a lot of fun uh, talking about that. Uh, we've done some more experimental episodes. My my co-host put up with me as a. Uh, one of my favorite games uh, in my youth was the Star Trek interactive VCR board game. And so we actually played it in an episode uh, where, you know, we're kind of describing what's going on. And I think we have a YouTube video of it as well. But I think what some of our fans were like, that was different. Uh, It's definitely, uh, you know, playing an hour plus board game as a podcast that you can't see was a bit of a challenge, but it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, but overall it's just been, uh, we've done, you know, a lot of, I, I kind of usually bite off more than I can chew and make crazy list shows like 47 is a magic number in Star Trek. It appears in a lot of different places. So I said, Oh, let's for our 47th episode, let's make 47 things we love about Star Trek. Well, that became 47 things we love about Star Trek part one and part two, because it, 
I grossly underestimated the amount of time it would take us to talk about 47 things between <laughs> right. three people. I think our first episode was an hour 18 and our second was 52. So you can imagine if those were combined into one, it would be very long past our usual hour, hour cutoff. So, uh, but yeah, but it's, it's a lot of fun. And I think one of the best parts of, of Earl Grey is that there's three of us and that we're, you're constantly getting different aspects of star trek and it keeps it fresh and it keeps it moving and uh and even like i said it's i've always been amazed that i can take a topic that i'm like how can we even talk about this for 10 minutes it's so minuscule but then we talk about it for an hour and it and it's and it's a lot of fun yeah no exactly and and like long-term sort of plans or goals for this mm -hmm. show or, or just sort of keep going and and like you said earlier with your previous show just kind of like you'll sense when it's it's run its course and and move on or or do you have yeah, some I think, vision? you know, I mean, our our show is probably the third oldest in the network, uh, the Ready Room, which that the big thing with that is they rotate the five series. So every week they talk about a new series through the main five. Uh, and then two, uh, that's the oldest with like 100, almost 200 episodes. And then uh, To the Journey is like 119 or so. So they're ahead of us. But yeah, I mean, we're going to do something for our 100th episode in our two year and and stuff like that. But, you know, every time we, we were getting towards the end of our, our projection list and we're like, oh, we're going to start running out of ideas. It's like then we get, you know, we have a little brainstorming session and we, you know, churn out 20 more ideas. And I think, uh, yeah, I think probably the only thing that would stop us is if something major happened in our personal lives, like a job change or or something that just took out the time that we put into it. But yeah, we have no real, no real plans on stopping. And yeah, it's probably going to evolve as, as we go, but it's still, uh, it's still running strong and it still seems to be working, uh, as, as it stands, probably more crossovers, more interviews. Uh, we, we'd love to get one of the main cast somehow into an interview. We would, that would be great. So we're trying to slowly work our, our seeds of friends, uh, in, into that, but but yeah, but it's it's a lot of fun and and it's really fun talking with uh, with Daniel and Philip every week. Just having a time to talk Trek and and we've we've been referred to as oh it's it's like I'm it's like I'm pulling up to the ten forward lounge and having a couple drinks with friends and we're just talking Star Trek and if that's the the feeling and the vibe we're giving off. Like that's exactly what we're going for. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's well, it's fun. It's podcasting. It's yeah. fun, <laughs> and it's great. If it's fun, fun you're going to keep doing it. Yeah, exactly. Um, what's the closest you've gotten to, or like the most, whatever the word would be, famous or closely connected person to Star Trek that you've sort of chatted with, or has um, someone on our show? Let's see. Probably the most connected person is Larry Nemechek, who he he did. I think he did like Star Trek Insider, or he's done. A lot of, he's like actually been on the set, like he was around, you know, back when the show was on and being produced and, uh, and that's, but we've had other people we've had on some of the other shows, we've had Tim Russ who played Tuvok in the next generation, in, uh, in, in Voyager. We've had, uh, Doug Drexler, who's one of the special effects people. Um, so we've had uh, a good, uh, smattering across the network of people who are involved. Um, but yeah, we're it's the next gen cast. Probably, if we had one, it would probably be like Will Wheaton would probably be the first one. 
just because I think he, you know, he does his own podcast. He's he's younger, and I think he would integrate. Just it'd be easier for him mm-hmm. uh, to 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 take that step. Uh, so if you're listening, Will, uh, you can definitely get get into contact, and we will. We would love to have you on the show. But uh, we actually often will joke. We're like, oh, don't say that because they haven't been on our show yet because we don't want to offend them now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but you know, and again, that's not the the purpose of the show is to interview only famous people in Star Trek. Uh, but but it's a lot of fun. We've we've talked to, with people um, about you know who are just starting to watch Star Trek for their first time, which is you know, that are our age. And we're like, oh, this is an interesting take, like that they just didn't catch it when it started. And getting that perspective has been very interesting. So, uh, yeah, so there's, there's, there's always room for, for new stuff. But yeah, we'd like to add some more, uh, some more interviews. And as long as we just don't do a clip show, you know, I mean, we don't know. <laughs> no, Star Trek has a bad reputation for clip shows. So. Right. <laughs> cool. All right. So now, uh, podcasts, other podcasts that you're listening to besides your, uh, your own show. <laughs> well, I don't listen to my own show. I've already listened to it so many times. No, uh, I, I will listen, re-listen to the, some of the ones that are, are really fun. But uh, yeah, I usually listened uh, on uh, Overcast on iOS 8 uh, on my iPhone. Uh, it's really, it's a great interface and I love being able to uh, speed up parts if I really need to and as I'm, as I'm commuting around. But I have a Star Trek podcast. I listen to a lot of the network uh, 602 Club, which is, again, our not talking about Star Trek episode. Uh, Axonar is just fun hearing them as their fan, their fan productions ramping up for production. Earl Grey, uh, The Ready Room. Uh, to the Journey is probably one of my favorites on our network. The Voyager podcast. I've, I've always enjoyed Voyager and, and Tristan and Char are just great people. They, they have the same kind of just fun passion for the show that we do for, for Earl Grey. Uh, Warp 5. Uh, Woman at Warp, again, a brand new show that just joined the network. I think they're around their ninth episode, but it's a panel of four women and they all talk uh, just giving that perspective. And I think it's a great uh, new aspect to the network, new aspect to podcasting that, you know, I want to hear more of. And because, uh, uh, you know, our, our network's a bit male heavy. Uh, but yeah, but hearing uh, the, them talk and they always just have the, the best uh, the best input. And then uh, Starfleet Escape podcast, uh, not on the network, but uh, some of friends of mine I, I know enjoy talking Trek uh, every once in a while. And that's just the Star Trek podcast. <laughs> um, for Star Wars, my other side of the fandom, uh, the 501st cast, I like listening to as uh, I enjoy stormtrooping around uh, Southern California. I'm a member of the 501st and enjoy dressing up for children's hospitals, parades, and everything in between. And uh, Comlink Retransmissions uh, is a it's a YouTube show, but they take their news portion and they repackage it with a a little bit of um, and now we talk about this like little inserts uh, and then just like retransmit it as a podcast. So if you don't have time to watch it, you can listen to it. So which I thought was a, a unique uh, way to still use the same you know the same information mm-hmm. uh, from good stuff. I listen to Show Me Your Mic and Never Dig Down. Uh, I need more episodes of that. That's always fun. <laughs> and uh, I followed uh, a, a lot of Relay FM, which used to be 555, which used to be uh, 70 decibels uh, around the podcasting circuit. So Connected, uh, Cortex, Inquisitive, and Upgrade. They really like their single their single word titles. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple, um, yes. <laughs> and then uh, kind of a smattering of um, Welcome to Macintosh is a brand new one. 
kind of uh, similar to the Inquisitive where it's a little bit of history of Mac, a little bit of interviews with people, uh, just a, a nice uh, format I really enjoy. Planetary Radio from the Planetary Society is always fun hearing how their missions are going. Uh, Board Games Weekly was a, a short-lived show by my friend uh, Dave uh, Kalo, which on hiatus right now um, as he's kind of rejuggling life. Uh, but hopefully that'll come back. That's been a really fun show. Uh, the Nerd Party, uh, just a, a great uh, nerd speakeasy again. And then uh, just started listening to Cardboard with uh, Rich Sommer, uh, which is, is very energetic, very <laughs> uh, go-at-you uh, kind of speaker, but he just loves talking about board games, and that's a, a, a new fascination of mine. Uh, some production-type podcast, uh, Podcast Method by 5x5 Dan Benjamin has been really fun to listen to. Uh, even, you know, having done this for several years, it's there's always something to learn or just hear someone else's take. Uh, and then um, Alt, it's Art, Liturgy, and Technology is a new podcast I started listening to, which environmental projection, uh, different types of ways of worship and using space and music to convey emotion and things like that. It's been very interesting to hear. Uh, and then my last list is just uh, some friends that I have that that podcast. Um, my friends Aaron and Dave uh, have homework on the Five by Five Network. Uh, they're going. There's uh, they're like 120 something, so they're hitting their same. Uh, have we talked about this before? You know, series of <laughs> that when you have so many episodes and only so many topics, uh, how do you you know have people rediscover your great content? Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Aaron's also just started uh, Lore, which you just had uh, on a couple weeks ago. And boy, that is taken off. Uh, I think he's only in episode eight or so, but he's hitting the top charts on, on iTunes. And man, more power to him. It's, 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 he's found his niche and it's, uh, it's responding for sure. Yeah, definitely. He's, he's been taken off and, and going, uh, well, going crazy, like you said downloads all over the place and and uh which is awesome for a brand new show and and uh and yeah getting sort of his first foray into that kind of stuff and i had i even had no idea it was recommended he was recommended by kyle roderick here on network to come on the show and hadn't actually listened or, or seen the episodes yet and then yeah it was like the week after nothing to do with show me your mic i assure you <laughs> but just that i don't know i mean he came on show me your yeah. mic and then all of a sudden he's number one on the itunes exactly, or, yeah, number five yeah so we'll see what happens to you darren next this week and then we when, could use a bump that'll that's famous. always that's always appreciated yeah, yeah remember uh, me. <laughs> and uh and then the last one is uh my friend eric berry has a, a really popular uh podcast called uh, the ranger command power hour where he and and uh, two other co-hosts talk about uh, power rangers every week so again you know very niche but uh but really there wasn't something like it out and he's like you know i'm i want something that represents my fandom that really enjoys it and i'm just gonna do it and often you know that's how the best stuff's created you know you you have that passion and you want to hear something about it well maybe you should start a podcast hmm. yeah exactly and that's that's where I mean, all the, I wouldn't say all the great shows necessarily, but a lot of great shows that come out that you're listening to now that are 90 some episodes, like even this show, not that I consider it necessarily a great show, but if you're listening to this show and maybe you jumped on somewhere in the 40s or 60s or whatever, episode one way back when started as just an idea and right. even the name was kind of a dumb idea. And, um, but just chatting with a friend of mine who was willing to come on and Dave Rupert and, and talk about podcasting 
but really had no framework for how this show might go beyond that first episode, to be honest. And so um, it all starts somewhere. And, and yeah, like you said earlier, just get a mic, start recording, start editing, start, and don't wait for some magic thing to happen before you can do all that stuff. Just get started and who knows where you'll end up. Maybe you'll be yeah. like Aaron. That's the, age, it's the age of the internet. <laughs> you know, you, it's so easy to get your stuff out there now. You just got to, I mean, record on your iPhone, record on anything and just, I mean, yeah, there's, there's best practices, but you know, even if you don't publish your first three episodes as you're shaking it out, you know, I have another podcast concept I'm still turning over in my head and just haven't had the time to lock it out as it's more of a single spoken, you know, scripted podcast, which would just take a lot more time. But yeah, when I eventually, you know, get that out the gate, you know, you know, just if you, if you find something that you enjoy talking about, there's probably someone out there who would enjoy listening to it. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, um, it's, it's just a fun medium to be in, I think. And, and the folks that, especially if you incorporate some form of like, you can definitely do the, the show type where you don't necessarily interview folks, but just allowing for guest co-hosts mm-hmm. or whatever, that kind of thing. And just meeting other folks, talking with other folks who are also interested in this medium makes it really fun and, and easy to get to know other folks that you are, uh, yeah, that you wouldn't otherwise have an opportunity to chat with. So, well, yeah, Philip and Daniel, we've never met in real life and they live on the East Coast and we, but we have like a running uh, Google chat where we're always talking Star Trek or talking whatever. And that just helps it stay kind of in our forefront of our mind as we're getting ready for the episode. And yeah, I mean, they're now, you know, great friends of mine and that all came about from the podcast. Yeah. So, um, if folks aren't aware, obviously Trek FM, Trek.FM right. is where they can find you and, and all the great, great Star Trek podcast. Where, uh, where about, what about you? Where can folks follow, find you if they want more Darren? If they want more Darren, uh, they can go to my website, which is drsci-fi.com, D-R-S-C-I-F-I. And the, it's been kind of reconfigured uh, as it's uh, my big foray right now is stormtrooping. So I have blog posts about all of my uh, stormtrooping activities and pictures and little synopsises of the fun. I'm coming in on one year of uh, doing that and I've done about 25 troops, which is a lot. Uh, but that's been fun. And so you can go there. Uh, you can find me on Twitter under username Dr. Sci-Fi. That's probably the best way to uh, to chat about Star Trek or podcasting or science fiction in general, uh, you know, um, that, yeah, that's probably the, the best way. Or if you, again, you want to join in on our, uh, Star Trek specific podcast, there is the Babel conference on uh, Facebook is a good way to, to chat, but yeah, it's, it's a great world and, you know, distance doesn't really matter when, uh, when you have Twitter or Skype or Facebook and you can always meet new people who enjoy the same things you do. Yeah, exactly. I love that, um, storm trooping or trooping is a verb is a, like a, a thing you do, that a, a do. noun yeah or a noun sorry yeah <laughs> it, it's a it's a, it's a adjective something like yeah that. but it's a thing that people can do and it's describe it's not just a character on a show anymore or on a movie anymore it's actually a thing people do on top of that it's awesome <laughs> and, and yeah we call ourselves uh, bad guys doing good and uh, <laughs> it's yeah it's been it's been a re- it's been a really fun new community of friends and and yeah it's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, because at the end of the day, don't take it too seriously. You're dressing up as a plastic spaceman. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, there's the times, you know, going to the hospitals or going, you know, to the events, you know, with kids. And it's all about 
just having fun, you know, making friends and, and, uh, it's, it's Star Wars is a whole different level it, than, than, in in a different way than Star Trek. It's, it's amazing how it's really permeated, uh, society and pop culture and people just love it. And, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. So there's always your second costume. You mean you never have, you're always working on something, uh, <laughs> beyond beyond your first one but i i really enjoy putting uh putting on the white armor and uh yeah it's and it's taken me taken me many places and uh it's going to continue taking me to many more yeah folks should really go check out uh your site dr sci-fi like said dot com and uh and just see the the uh costume uniform i don't know which way you you've built and uh and the pictures of stuff of events and things you've gone to because it's it's awesome um all right, well, that's uh, that's a wrap on this episode of Show Me Your Mic. Thanks, Darren, for coming on to the show. And uh, obviously, you can check out goodstuff.fm slash smym slash 90, this is episode 90 of this show, to find all the links to the things we discussed, the links to the shows, podcast Darren uh, listens to and recommends. And, uh, and of course, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm iChris on Twitter. Goodstuff underscore, sorry, not underscore anymore. Goodstuff fm on twitter is our network's twitter account and then show me your mic is show me smym underscore fm on twitter you can uh, support me on patreon if you like if you'd like to see more episodes greater episodes <laughs> of show me your mic and other podcasts that i do on on good stuff patreon.com slash is where you can do that and check that out and uh i appreciate each and every one of you for listening and sharing news about the show rating it in itunes all those things that you guys all know is because we're podcasters, how much those things help out each of us. So thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye. Previously on goodstuff.fm slash transmission. Like oil soaked paper. It was outside. I was in the shade. Hold on. It was, hold on. You were in the shade? Was it actually white paper? It was actually white paper. No, this is. We have our own own version of what color is that dress going on. Slash dailyish. Well, so what is it about going to see a band, and in particular, obviously, you two, night after night and many times over, that is, um, keeps you coming back? Well, I, th- I mean, I think for me and I think probably for a lot of people, you know, there's just a certain I mean, there's a certain feeling, right? It's it's, you know, like, you know, like Streets is my favorite song. Um, I'm actually not a not a big fan of the way they're doing it this tour. It's it doesn't have the same kind of oomph for me. Lost in Lemon. That's because I use one of those lawnmowers where the little blades spin like when you push it has oh. no motor. Right. I'm I'm saving like I'm making the country twenty cents every time I mow the lawn. Yeah, we'll have to confirm that with Justin Jackson, but I, that sounds about right. Yeah. I guess we're grown ups now. Your earliest memories of traveling. My earliest memory of traveling is actually in a U-Haul van with my parents mm-hmm. uh, when we moved from the states to Canada. So that would be my earliest memory. Find these shows and more at goodstuff.fm, the internet's favorite broadcast network.